Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon, Joe. And we're going to just Happy. bring our good buddy right onto the show, the one and only Randy Ruther. Good morning, gentlemen. Now, Randy, is Randy... Is Randy dead? Is Randy retired? Are you still Randy? How does this work? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, honestly. Uh, I forgot I was going to I forgot to make it Randy again. Um, I don't think Randy ever dies anymore, man. I remember telling you if the Bengals win one playoff game, I'm going to retire Randy Ruther when I come on for the first time. But like, I'll be honest, man, I love the dirtball community. I And it's just funny, like earlier this year, just. I, I don't know. I just started this account and just watching it take off amongst the community and like getting to meet so many of the cool dirt balls through all this. Like, you know, I told them all last night, like you guys have made this journey fun. And, you know, I was going to make like a, a Joe Drano and argue with you about something that you, but I mean, we're both LeBron stands, so I can't make one. And, you know, but it was like, I had a thing with Andy to argue about. So it was fun to make. And, now that's my, like, I don't even check my regular Twitter account. I only get on there. I respond to Bengals chat now, like, from Randy Ruther. Like, not even Dirtball, just Bengals chat in general. So, which is great because it's still my face. Like, that's why well, that, that's you what got makes a mustache. It <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that makes it great. Well, look, man, I, like I said before we went live, you're, you know, you got the pool, the hot tub, the bright sun from Phoenix, like, like, it's not a bad way to relax after a very hard-fought, tough Super Bowl loss. Absolutely. And, Joe, I can't – like, I'm really – like, obviously, I know a lot of Dirt Balls are really excited. I'm excited. Joe is currently at Mr. Miyagi's Dojo. Uh, <laughs> That's season, right. That's right. Season five from Cobra Kai. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you were at the game. I can't wait to hear your opinion, you know, being there versus, like, myself – and Randy Ruther, who had to watch it on TV. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I mean, where do we even start? What a what a game! What a game! Yeah, it was it was what an incredible. I, you know, for a guy who had tickets to the game, you know, who's going the whole time, and and I've said this since the since the last two weeks since this matchup was set. I was like, this is a win win. This is a likable Super Bowl. I know there are people out there who hate LA, and I know there are people out there who hate you know, the, this fan base and this like team for having been stolen from St. Louis or whatever. And then, you know, Cincinnati sort of became everybody's favorite underdog, but for me, and I think for a lot of people is definitely a win-win kind of Super Bowl. Um, so really I went into it rooting for a good game. I was like, I just want to see a good football game. I don't want to go in and have the ex most exciting thing be like the halftime show or whatever. So right. we got it. We got a good Super Bowl. We got a back and forth game. 
we had, you know, everybody like it, it, it kind of played out exactly as I thought it would play out to be totally honest with you. And I mean, I said a Rams win, a Bengals cover, uh, an under a big Aaron Donald game, uh, like a, a good, good performances by both quarterbacks. Like I, it was an awesome game to be at. I'm, I'm so excited that, you know, there've been some stinker Super Bowls over the course of 56 years. Um, was it the, the single greatest Super Bowl ever? Obviously not, but as I, I was calling it baby's first Super Bowl all day and I absolutely fucking loved it. What a, what a great game. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with what you just said, it, you know, from start to finish, it was exciting. There was exciting moments. There's questionable calls. There was not just questionable calls from the, the refs. I would say questionable calls from both coaches. Uh, guys made plays who had to make plays. Guys who made plays that we were expecting to make plays. And in the end of the day, you know, I, I'll say just the Rams made maybe a couple more plays. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of takeaways for both teams. Um, but the, the big one, and obviously everybody's talking about, and I'm sure Justin wants to talk about, is like, you know, at this point, you, you just, it, it's not even a matter of protecting Burrow. Like, this is the most urgent, don't mess around. This window is so short. And I just, I want to reiterate that. This isn't me being negative. This is just true. Like, the window is so short. He's got two more years on his rookie deal. The window is so short, and they are so good. Like, Burrow is so fucking good. He is so good. Like, I, he got even more respect from me after last night. I mean, when they showed his face after that hit and the pain, I mean, Justin, what's going through your head when you said, I, I literally was like, no, I what? Cause I, nobody wants to see an injury. It's like, no, I, the fact that he no. went back out there, how tough is he? Oh my God. Cause I even said, I was like, here comes Brandon Allen. I was like, Brandon Allen is about to come in. Like, are you kidding? Correct me if I'm wrong. We're still up by four at that time. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how Burrow is going to hold on to this lead for us. And then I'm like, Brandon Allen, like what? Um, no. And I mean, you know, it was just a flashback to last year and it's finally, I mean, that play right there, you know, I was telling you before we start, like that's going to tell me this, the same old Bengals, like old Bengals. Eh, I we're at, no, no need to fix anything. We're a Super Bowl team. Like they have to address this line. They have to pay baits and get this line taken care of. And I think you see them back. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be competing for the AFC. If they can just do something with that line, I like their chances. Look, I, look, I think, I think they have a great team. Um, th that's my thing. I, I, I just, you know, the cautionary tale is about them being back. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl a second year, never sniffed one again. Like, like, yeah. like it is, it is tough. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people realize that. Like, like I was reading a lot of tweets and it's like people forget even, even let's take Tom Brady. Tom Brady went through a nine year period where he didn't win a single one. Think about that. Like, I, like I forgot that, like, cause he's won yeah. seven. He went through a nine year period where he didn't win one. So this notion that, Oh, he's going to be right back. Um, I mean, even, even think about Elway, Elway getting to a bunch of Super Bowls, then not sniffing one for basically the entirety of his career. Then he gets it. If he doesn't get the two at the end, he's, he's known as like a guy who plays 20 years and, you know, just as a Super Bowl loser. Yeah. It's tough. Dude, the, the, the league on both sides, it's so competitive. Obviously, the AFC a little bit more top heavy, but 
the bottom line is you have to be excited if you're a Bengals fan. Like, you almost I, – I, AFC North is tough. And I also get that the Bengals, with all the talent they have, still have to overcome ownership issues and not wanting to pay certain guys to stay, overthinking things, underthinking things, not having enough scouts. Like, you know, being in Cincinnati, to be totally honest with you, like, it's Cincinnati. They're, you know, when you go to the Super Bowl and you are on the world stage and everybody sees you, you know, people are going to be coming for some of these guys now. And do you yeah. want to stay in Cincinnati or do you not want to? So it's for sure. But I mean, I think we've seen in the last few years, these the whole quarterback on the rookie deal with this, the money that goes with it. I mean, Matthew Stafford was the ultimate pickup, you know, McVay went all in, uh, they got, they got Stafford, but you know, they're not going to be the same team next year because you can't pay all these guys. And so the, the Rams are going to change a lot more than the Bengals will going forward. And that's the thing. I think the Rams knew getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl is hard. Nothing is guaranteed. Let's go out and get a guy who can win one, and we'll worry about what happens after that. So I think these teams are on opposite ends of that spectrum and are both going to have to handle it in completely different ways. But for sure, the Bengals' move is make sure Burrow's healthy. When he is healthy, protect him and try to go out and get back there in the next couple of years before you deservingly have to give the guy, you know, $400 million or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and that's, go ahead. go ahead. That's the thing I will give Mike Brown. He takes care of the quarterbacks. Like he gets quarterback. He was a quarterback. So if you look at Cincinnati's quarterbacks, everyone's like, talk shit about the quarterback position at Cincinnati. They get paid. I mean, he makes sure that, and that's why you don't, we haven't had that big of a turnover in quarterbacks. Like Palmer was there for a while. Then it was Dalton, and now it's Burrow. But Burrow's the one that's talented enough that people are going to want him. Like Dalton, Dalton was, you know, second, second or third-tier quarterback, and he got paid. But the thing is, is now you have a quarterback that is going to be wanted by other teams and knows his value. I think that Dalton, for some reason, just took money – you know, took what he could get, but I don't know. I, I, they got to protect Burrow because Burrow can be that guy that's like, Hey, I'll leave. But you, you know, at what point from Joe Burrow's perspective, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's already now or never in my opinion. And, and right. I don't know if you guys saw what Carson Palmer said and he talked so of course so much flack from Bengals fans because Bengals fans are so bitter at him, which I, to be honest, I think, I think a lot of it's bullshit. Um, yeah. how, how everything played out with him and Mike Brown, but basically what Carson Palmer said was, dude, you have to address this now or it's, or it is, it's the same situation. Like, do you care about winning? I mean, I mean, you can't understate. So he was sacked 19 times in the playoffs, which is the most ever. Yeah. In the last 20 years, do you guys know who's been sacked the second most in the last 20 years? The number it's 12. Like, like that gap of sack 19 times and the second most in the last 20 years is 12. Like that gap is so ridiculous. And I will say this, when I watch those games, Burrow is never faced. Like, in my opinion, yeah, he has that eye of like, I don't give a fuck. He, to be honest, I'm obviously a, a Brady guy. I think the only other guy I've seen that with is Brady. 
where it's just, or Montana, where it's just like, they're not phased. The first time I ever saw that look on his face where it was. And like, I, 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 I'd even argue, dude, Burrow, you sack Burrow seven times. You back sack Burrow six times. Those games where teams beat Brady is because they got to him four or five times. And he sure. did look kind of spooked. He did look kind of yeah. spooked. That was, that was kind of how you beat Tom Brady. Is yeah. You get him, get him a little off his spot. Joe Burrow's not doing that. You know, to some degree, you could say there's there's part of this whole thing that's on Joe Burrow a little bit because maybe he hangs in too long. Maybe he takes hits he shouldn't be taking. Maybe he whatever. But at the same time, we know that their offense line is not good. But what I was right. going to say, what I was going to say, the, I did the, after that one hit where he screamed in pain. That's the first time I saw him on that sideline. It just his face looked different to me. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but that was the first time I did see him spooked like almost like fuck Aaron. Yeah. We all know Tennessee destroyed him, but they don't have anybody on Tennessee's defense. Like an Aaron. Don I just feel an Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, yeah. And Aaron Donald, like there's nobody on anybody's defense, like an Aaron Donald. And yeah, and which, which, and go ahead. We, the kicker to me of it all is the first half at halftime. I was telling like people on text, like, Dude, our line's not playing too bad. Our line's not playing like the first half. They're they fine. Great. It was like they the great. second half. It was just like maybe they gassed out in the first half. They gave it all they had, or maybe they got lean. I don't know. But I so, loved our chances at halftime if the line was going to keep playing like that. They played great in the first half. I believe he was only sacked one time. Overall in the game, I mean, this is wild. Burrow was pressured on forty three percent of his dropbacks. In the third quarter of his 12 dropbacks, he was sacked on five. Dude, yeah. He's getting sacked almost every other time he drops. Like, you can't do that. And here, here's some wild things. Joe just mentioned Aaron Donald. I, I, I want people to appreciate how great he is. Arguably up there with the all-time greatest defensive players of all time. So he's the yeah. only player in the Super Bowl era with seven straight first-team All-Pro selections, three-time defensive player of the year, eight-time Pro Bowler, defensive rookie of the year, and Super Bowl champ. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And here's another one. After last night's game, the only other player to achieve these things is Lawrence Taylor, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, multiple times, uh, defensive player of the year, multiple times, sorry, five-time All-Pro and Super Bowl champ. Him and Lawrence Taylor are the only players in NFL history to achieve that. This is the level that Aaron, Aaron Donald is an absolute all time. Great. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he, you know, if you put together an all time NFL team, he's a starting tackle. Hands down. Yeah. He might retire. Which I didn't understand. Was that talked about beforehand? It seemed like it came out after the fact everybody was like, if this is the last game, I was like, why? Aaron Donald's dominating the NFL. Why is he? Why are we talking about his retirement? And he's only been around since 2014. Yeah, it, it, is this something that he hinted at? Like, why is this? Yeah, and, and he and, and when asked, so I, you know, of course, I went straight to the NFL Network when the game ended, and they brought everybody on. Right, they were just taking turns bringing on guys, and they asked him, and he, he seemed pretty candid with the NFL Network crew. He said, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not going to worry about it tonight. But he didn't give a no. I'm not retiring. He just gave. Right. A, I, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about it tonight. I want to celebrate this victory. Whereas Sean McVay, you know, they asked him the same question: Are is this it for you? He said, "I'll be back next year, and after that, then we'll see." 
And why Sean McVay? Why would Sean McVay at all? I mean, at least with Aaron Donald, you're like, okay, he's you know playing in the NFL is really hard. He it's, wants to go into broadcasting. Who McVay? So McVay's thing. I don't know. I don't know how much you followed it last week. McVay is on record now saying he's getting married this summer, which has been pushed back two years because of COVID. I want to have a family. I saw, like, I've seen how, I mean, we all know these guys have no lives. Like, I have no life. It's all coaching. I saw it with my dad, my grandfather. You you know, he's like, I don't want that. So he's being honest. And they say he's basically going to try to maybe follow the Gruden trajectory, hopefully minus the emails, where (laughs) you you win a chip, you coach, and then you go into TV. And obviously, he's a good-looking, like, you know, smart guy. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So this Rams team, I mean, I, I just thought that the 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 concept was, you know, win now because we have a bunch of these pieces and we're a couple pieces away and let's go get one. We, we made it there. We know it's hard to get back, but it seems like at least a little bit, maybe some of the underlying reasons behind that is a, a couple of the major key players involved and coaches and key cogs in the machine are maybe not here for that long. So correct. And, and, and obviously we, we, we saw uh, the, the tough injury to Odell as well, who was having a great game. And, and, and I hate to say it, having man. a great game now. Yeah. I, I, okay. I mean, it's almost like the Ruther curse. Like, uh, I mean, you said, it, you said it last episode, you're like, well, now I'm rooting for him. And I was I, like, what the fuck, dude? You so, now, now the Ruther curse is inside the cartilage in Odell's knee. Now we need to talk. First of all, I won money on Odell first touchdown. I won money on Odell first touchdown plus a Rams win. I was super excited. Everybody, despite uh, previous discussions about uh, my lack of OBJ merch and and how okay or not okay that would be to rock, I didn't do it. A lot of people in my box had Odell props, so we were all on Odell. He goes out, scores a first touchdown, great catch. Has a huge catch. Uh, and, and I mean, it's looking like, you know, I saw somebody say today, and I almost agree with it. If Odell plays that whole game, I'm not sure it is that close. They had no answer for him out of the gate. I mean, I know it's two balls, but two balls, a long-ish touchdown, and then a long catch and run. Now, Andy, we have given – I've given you plenty of shit about your Odell takes in the past. I've given you plenty of shit that he has come to the – Rams and you know fit in and done well but we need to revisit something because in looking up trying to find my own Odell thing I came across the original uh one of the original tweets about Odell post Rams which is I just tweeted after the uh Browns got their ass kicked by the New England Patriots which wide receiver is solely responsible for today's Cleveland getting blown out and you uh replied First with Jesus Christ, you're a flat earther. And then you came with the Browns, (laughs) the Browns 14 and 15 record with, with Odell and their eight and five record or whatever without Odell. Odell leaves, they go two and six down the stretch. They now have also a one game under 500 record without Odell as they did with Odell. 10 and 11 without Odell, 14 and 15 with Odell. So Cleveland going to Cleveland, regardless of who the fuck's playing there. 
Odell goes, I don't know how many, what the win loss for the Rams, but obviously four straight, including a Super Bowl victory. I mean, I was called a flat. Is the earth flat, Sandy? Are we living on a flat earth? Well, look, I'll say, I'll say this. Obviously, I was wrong about Odell in LA. I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. It worked out. I was, you know, I was just wrong. And, and he played well and he came up clutch when they needed him. And I think that I might tend to agree with you when you say if he plays, I mean, that injury was so dramatic to their offense and what they were doing. I, I you know, I even, I even said, I texted my brother. I said, dude, I don't know how the Rams score now. I was like, I was like Ben Skoranek. I mean, he dropped the first pass that the, that the Bengals picked off of the second half, the first half that the, or the first pass that the, the Rams had in the second half. I was like, who is the answer now with Odell out of the game, which we'll talk about more, but to me shows you how great Cooper cup and that Matthew Stafford and that final drive is amazing because they didn't have, a number two. No, it worked out. And, but, and even 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 on even on that play where he, where Odell got hurt, I mean, he was wide open. He he won that route. He had it. Yeah. He had room to run. He the only reason he didn't catch that ball is he goes down and clutches at his knee. I mean, he but, was he was dominating his guy at the line of scrimmage. But let's not forget, my, I've I've been critical of Odell mostly though, and I'm not putting this on him, but it I said he's injury prone. Whether that's on the turf, I don't know. You, you were at the game. There, there was a lot of players complaining about the turf. I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Uh, I saw that. And here's here's my thing with the turf in general. I get I get the turf. Uh, I get the necessity for turf at some point. It's in some sense in the NFL. But Justin lives in the shadow of a stadium there where they roll the fucking field out and they roll it back in and they play on grass inside. The technology's there. So fine, so fucking nice. Why aren't you doing something like that? If the technology is there and you're, you have, a, I mean, I understand there also, there's two teams in that stadium. So you're getting double the use and blah, blah, blah. But like the technology is there now, even if you want to play inside that you, right. if you're in a warm, warm weather climate, you can have grass. It's insane. There was a, there was the weekend where it was Cincinnati uh, or the game was in Kansas City. It was four games, and they were all on grass. I think it was, you know, wild card or uh, divisional round weekend. And I was like, this is the way football is supposed to be played. Let's just play it on fucking grass. The idea of these guys. A guy like Odell. And, you know, I saw uh, the, the only two things Nick Wright and I agree on in life are Odell Beckham Jr. and LeBron James. Everything else, and maybe Tom Brady's slightly overrated. But everything else, I couldn't really disagree more with the guy on. But he said, dude, the thing about Odell is he's exciting. He's great when he's healthy. And his teammates love him. At this point, if you don't like Odell, you're kind of telling on yourself that it's about something else. It's about something with you. So he tore his ACL, correct? Correct. Is that the same one he tore with the Browns? Correct. Mm -hmm. So now his future is really, I'd assume up in the air, which, which sucks, which you hate to see. And you, and you hate to see, and that was my same feeling when Burrow got hit and screamed in pain. It's like, dude, you hate to see guys who are so important to this game get hurt or get lit up. Yesterday was like a true statement of being a human being or a football fan when I saw Odell go down. Cause I was like, 
I can't be happy about this, but the Bengals aren't stopping him. But like, just being a human being outweighs the sure. fandom. Like, you, but, you, you know, you're, you're kind of you're kind of okay. You're like, uh, hopefully he's down, but not out. Give us a couple yeah. quarters off of him, and then get him back here. A couple time. plays, a couple plays. Like, you, I gotta say you, that your boy, your boy T Higgins, two scores, but he has to drop that fucking one in the end zone that could have tied the game. I had Odell first touchdown, T Higgins second touchdown. 75 to one T Higgins. You're going to catch, you're going to face mask a guy late in the game. You're going to catch whatever your face. He was held. You can't catch that first one. Kind of hard when Ramsey's holding them. Oh, oh, see here. See, here it is. See, here it is. See, 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 Justin wants to pull some of the the ref stuff. Uh, This is what I'm going to say about the refs. They made some bad calls for sure. There was a blatant face mask on Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he turned his head around and he flew to the ground. I mean, it was so bad. How many times did Collinsworth go back to that? Collinsworth, a yeah. former bangle. How many times did no? Times- it was a horrible, it was a horrible no call. As a, as someone that had that I won money. I had T. Higgins two touchdowns last night, called it, but no, that should not have that should have been flagged right there. Like that's horrible call and and just and that's the first play of the second half and then obviously the logan wilson holding call at the end is is very controversial as well i'll say this i don't think you know you said you went on a rabbit hole i'm sure it's all pro Bengals fans oh 100 i'll say this they made some bad calls for the most part they let them play i think at the end of the day i would argue the calls evened out they were shitty on both sides but you're saying from your Bengals fandom deep dive it's not true yeah, well, I mean, of course I'm going to say that. You know, like, I, I haven't seen as many. But like I said, my Randy Ruther account is all Bengals stuff. So, of course, I'm seeing some offsides on that same play that got Logan Wilson. I'm seeing, you know, Aaron Donald lined up offsides the very last play of the uh, the game where he gets the quarterback. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. He, our offensive line cost us that game. That's all I, I'm not even going to say. I won't put it on the rest. There are some missed calls. And like you said, you could probably go through L.A. Rams timelines and see the exact opposite. So I agree with you. Um, it's just infuriating to see the day after you're, you're like, I wake up like, I think I'm over it. You know, good job. My team's in the Super Bowl. And then you see that, and you know, me and you talked before we came on. I was like, you're right. Like you 100 percent. You could go back and see both bad plays on both sides. So and what, if I'm being on it, go ahead. No, I was no. Go ahead, finish. You know, I, you know, it's not really about the uh, the refs or anything. It's about Donald. I thought he deserved MVP, but I wasn't mad because I also thought Cooper Cup deserved no, Cup got season the, MVP. Cup got the and MVP, and so I was happy. Yeah, so I was happy oh, okay. he got it because I thought gotcha. he deserved. And the Rams are one of those teams they won, and they were, I couldn't be mad. I was like, I actually kind of like this team. Like they're they're not hateable. I'll say this, and I'm curious to hear what Joe says. Like the Cooper Cup thing, and they said it on the air, right? They said they're not getting anything without it. Like they couldn't run the ball. They rushed the ball. They averaged the fact that they won the game with that. They they averaged 1.9 yards a rush, which I I have problems with McVay's play calling in that. I think he just kept running the ball. It's just not working. The Bengals are stuffing you every time. I know you're short Odell. I know you're not running the ball, but you've got to find a way to just force it. And they did. And they forced Cup. And I think he had four catches for 36 or 39 yards in the final drive. And just how clutch he was. Yeah. I think he He, was, I think it it was uh, that, that 
Stafford was like perfect to him on the final drive and otherwise like couldn't complete a pass. I, I think you're right. And, and, and at the end of the day, man, you know, I mean, Collinsworth kept saying it and, and I'll be curious what Joe thinks or either of you guys. He's like, to me, this is a historic NFL drive that Matthew Stafford, like he's, he's short guys. He can't run the ball. Like to me, what he, what you do to do that drive, to take the lead is an all time NFL drive in the Super Bowl. Dude, absolutely. Honestly, at, at this point, the Matthew Stafford thing is like, I, I almost feel bad. Like I agree with uh, Justin I, and I had money on it. So it would have been nice. I went heavy on Aaron Donald MVP, but then they give it to Cup, who had such a great season and such a great uh, season between the regular season and the playoffs. He's got over 400 and change more yards than anyone else over the course of a regular season and postseason combined. Like it's the best start to finish at week one through the Super Bowl season a receivers ever had. And so, you know, him coming up big on that last drive, him with the, with the jet sweeps with the, like, he had so many big plays in the game, but Matthew Stafford almost at this point is still remaining underrated. I mean, the dude is yeah. out there balling in the Super Bowl. And like, I got a shout out. I know he's his backup in, and Detroit and some of the guys like ride or die Stafford, you know, stand the whole time, but Orlovsky has been on it. Orlovsky has been saying, dude's been doing this for 12 years. If other guys were making these no look passes to spots around defenders that they're moving with their eyes in the Super Bowl, we would be watching that Patrick Mahomes highlight 400 times today. And you're, right. you've got to go deep, deep onto the interwebs for the Matthew Stafford, no look, game-winning drives. I mean, the dude came in. He's exactly what, you know, McVay bargained for. He's like, we're a quarterback away. Let's go get one of the best ones in the league. Let's go get an underrated, undervalued guy. And the dude delivered. I mean, you know, we're talking about Burrow. The time is now and Burrow's second year in the league. I know Cincinnati is a dumpster fire of an organization for a long time, but they're not the Browns. They're not the Jets. They're not the Lions. They've had playoff teams. They've had playoff, you know, they have had winning seasons, you know, almost as impressive as Joe Burrow's Super Bowl second year. Matthew Stafford free from wins the Super Bowl. He, he just goes, let me out of this cage that is Detroit and I will win a Super Bowl. And he was fucking right. With the, you know, shout out to the Dirty Sports Podcast uh, for being on the free Matthew Stafford campaign for like the four final years he was in Detroit. The guy gets out. He puts this team on his back to start the year. Cooper Cup, again, such an incredible season, but like. He didn't, he didn't have 2000 yard seasons with Jared Goff. Like, yeah, you know, there's and, no Montana without rice and, and to hop on that and rice without Montana. Th those two picks were not those two picks. Nope. Th 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 there's, there's different, there's difference between good and bad picks. The one pick was a deep pass, which was basically a punt on third and long. So, yep. and, and I said that when it happened, like, Oh, that's not a bad pick. Cause now the Bengals have the ball at the 10 or the 20. They got it to the 10. 10. Because a guy ran, I was like, is that somebody's cousin who just ran onto the field? Like uh, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, which was making me laugh. And then his other pick was a drop by Ben Skoranek, uh, which is always funny to say for some reason to me, but yeah, he, look, he played a great game. That's a, that drive. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm shocked. I, I thought there's just no way they can score the ball. 
and he showed grit. He he had a bad fall. His, yeah. That leg, that leg went in an angle. Legs aren't supposed to be going in. And I didn't know if he was coming back in for a little bit, but I mean, he showed grit last night too. Like, yeah, dude, I like I said, I I'm not. I like that Rams team. They're a fun team to watch. They, I hats off to them. Like if they were playing, if it was the Chiefs, I would have won and they were playing the Rams. I would have cheered for the Rams. Like I, I wholeheartedly like that team. But. Now, what was the atmosphere like at the game, Joe? I'd love to hear some of your takes as someone who was in the game, viewing I the mean, crowd. I've, I've never experienced anything like this from uh, like going to Super Bowls, unlike any other thing I've ever been doing in sports. I, it's it, it was, I don't know, it was a level of sports, it was a letter of like pomp and circumstance, like greater than any other. I've, I've been to a national championship college game. I've been World Series games. I've been to NBA Finals games. I've been to NHL Final games. Uh, there is nothing like a Super Bowl. Holy shit! I mean, first of all, SoFi perfect. There's so many, so much grounds around SoFi. So we get there. We're like ushered through a whole area. This the tailgate scene was bananas. We're like in a tent. You know, we're obviously I have the. It was almost like classes of people. It's like there's this is VIP. And then inside the VIP, there's more VIP. It's like being at a club. And then I, right. you know, happen to be in the, in the bottle service of all bottle services area. It was pretty fucking amazing. And then they, you know, take us over to the game. We go in, I, I get into our box hour pregame. Like I'm there a while. And at first, cause I was drinking on, in the car on the way there, I'm drinking at the tailgate. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a little tipsy, like before even getting into SoFi. So I get in there and at first I'm like, oh man, food, booze, let's go, Super Bowl. And there's so many people in there, not just in the crowd, but on the field. There's so much happening that you would have thought this game is seconds from kickoff. And I look and there's a countdown clock and it's at like 75 minutes. I'm like, bro, this, this is more crowded than like, a, you know, an L.A. Dodgers game is in the fourth inning. Like it was a scene. And then, uh, dude, the, like, honestly, SoFi was loud yesterday um, from both standpoints. Like there was Bengals fans probably outnumbered. I would say true Bengals fans outnumbered true Rams fans there by a good margin. But I would say that the majority of the people that seemed like they were there in a corporate fashion or, you know, like like I was with an entire group of people that root, you know, life and death for a, a, a football team not playing in this game. And it seemed like a lot of those people were like kind of jumping on the like, well, the Rams are the home team, you know, not the home team. But like it's we're in L.A. It's their same. It seemed like a lot of, you know, L.A. business types. You know, if you live in L.A., you're like, oh, it's an L.A. team. So I guess I'm rooting for them now. Uh, right. So I found it to be loud. Like, no matter who had a big moment in the game, both sides were super loud for them. Uh, my buddy pointed out that he noticed during the Chargers-Giants game that we went to that they pump in crowd noise. I didn't notice that, but then I did notice it yesterday. I was like, okay, there's definitely some fabricated sound in here. But all in all, it was – I mean, it was – bananas it's like i said that in my live a couple times i was like this is bananas in here right now from every aspect you know the rock and the 
flag and the flyovers and the halftime show and the, you know, just like confetti at the end, like everything about the Super Bowl is like, it's sports on steroids. It's, it's one of the best sports experiences I've ever had. Now, would your camera have, would your camera have enough storage on it for all the cut cams at that game? So uh, crazily enough, I like, I essentially saw no one like outside of my like seat view. Like I was ushered from a black cart to a tailgate, from a tailgate to a golf cart, from a golf cart to my suite, suite to a like I I did not mingle with the common man <laughs> yesterday. I mean, you know, it's a Super Bowl. Like I put out the tweet every year. Don't be the guy who wears the jersey of a team not playing to your Super Bowl party. Like it's ultimate loser mentality. So yeah, you saw plenty of non jerseys. But uh, but I'm sure it would have been disturbing if I had actually had to mingle with the common folk yesterday. Peasants. I know, the peasants. <laughs> well, let's get, you know, we haven't heard from the dirtballs yet. Let's get to a call. We kind of talked about this earlier, but but let's kind of talk a little more. Let's get to a call from uh, a dirtball as far as Burrow and the Bengals' future. What's up, Dirty Sports? Uh, Super Bowl just ended here, Bengals Rams. And I had a quick question for you guys. Um, what are the odds you guys set that Burrow makes it back to another Super Bowl? And after every Super Bowl that happens, the team that loses is like, oh, they'll make it back. Oh, they'll be back. That doesn't always happen. I mean, guys like Rodgers, Russ, Big Ben, I mean, they have not been in Super Bowl in a long time. So if you set like a percent chance that Burrow makes it back to a Super Bowl in his career, what would you say to that? I'm saying like 30%. That's my line. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, stay dirty. I, I personally, I think that's a good line. 25 to 30%. I mean, like I said, Marino never made it back. You mentioned Elway. Here's a crazy stat though. Just as far as teams in general, the losing team, most recently made it back with the Patriots losing to the Eagles and then beating the Falcons. Before that, it had been the 1990, it had been 18 years. So there was like an 18 year gap with the bills. And, and the point oh, you're was, saying, you're saying, you're saying making it back the next year, the next year, the next year. And, and we'll just start there as far as the losing team. So like, it's really hard. And as we all know, it's just so hard. And the Bengals now have a first place schedule um, and that doesn't mean that they can't get back, but it's just, I like the 25 to 30% range. I, I just think, you know, I, I, I'm sure you're going to be optimistic here, Justin. I just think I, I do, I've seen 31 years of the Brown family. Maybe Mike Brown dies tomorrow right. and, and they change things. But in my opinion, they, they, they knew this was a problem going into the season. They really didn't address it. And, and, and the Jamar Chase versus uh, Penny Sewell discussion to me is like, you know, Jamar Chase got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. I, I will not yeah. deny that. Now, the question is, is he going to be protected enough to have a career? At, at right. this point, it's a legitimate question. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think as far as his, his percent. Right. I mean, I'm going to go a little bit higher, but I'm not going to, I, th I think going 50, 50 is, is uh, being very optimistic. If you look at quarterbacks 
like let, let's like I'm kind of looking at it this way. I'm taking the Cincinnati factor out of it, which you know should be a factor, but I'm taking it out and I'm saying let's just look at all time great quarterbacks. Is Joe Burrow there yet? No, of course not. But like he's off to a nice start. And if you look at great, great, great quarterbacks, if you look at the Rodgers and the you know the Elways, the Mannings, the Montanas, the those guys who are I don't know, top 10, top 15 QBs of all time. How many of them made a Super Bowl and never made it back? How many of them never made a Super Bowl in the first place? I mean, we got Rodgers in one Super Bowl appearance. We got uh, Matt Ryan, you know, who's had a Hall of Fame career in one Super Bowl appearance. We've got Philip Rivers with no Super Bowl appearances. I'm talking that. Now we're just talking like the last 15 years or so. You know, um, like 50-50 to me is – too much but i do consider joe burrow having the ability and uh, having a start where he will be mentioned you know in a class with all-time greats like that so i'm going better than 30 percent, but not i'm calling it 40 percent, 40 to 45 percent. i think he's got his, his he's been at one in two seasons if he plays 15 you know, like the idea that he doesn't get back once seems crazy, but it, you can't say it's 50-50. So I'm going 45, 40-45%. Now, as a Bengals fan, I have to say 50-50. Like, and, I, I, you know, and I think, you know, as a football fan, Joe, you, you're absolutely right around that number, but it, I'm Randy Ruther. I got to say 90%. Are you kidding me? But... <laughs> So just Wait. Justin Woods in for fifty percent. Randy's in for hundred percent guarantee. He's yeah. back, and I got yeah. money on it. Randy, I'm putting it down tomorrow. Um, no, I uh, I like their chances. I think I think the Bengals are the Chiefs' kryptonite. I don't. They've done it. They've beat them twice this season. But I'll tell you the one thing that scares me is an AFC somebody. I think. I think Burrow can get there again in the AFC. I want to see him against the Bills. I don't think we got to see that matchup. I think that says a lot. And honestly, if Rodgers goes to Nashville, that scares me. Oh, man. I got 10% battery left. Um, we, can, we can wrap this up. Randy Ruther, as, as far as you, you being on. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that um, I do like their chances. I think the one thing that scares me is I don't think Cincinnati is a good – destination for people i don't think there's besides gronk there's any free agents that are saying anything about cincinnati but i mean if they can get that line addressed i think that they have a good shot at being back i'd say around 47 to 50 is where i'm at with it but don't but don't you think i know you said the gronk thing don't you think joe burrow it doesn't like you know it's just a midwest city it's nothing special i like it obviously i'm from here but I think yeah. there, I think there's something valid to what Gronk said that other players might feel. Yeah. As far as Joe Burrow beat, dude, he's that guy. There's no denying. Yeah. Joe Burrow is that guy. We all know he was yeah. good, but what he did this season, look, I said it all along and I was wrong. I yeah. took all my bets because I'm saying no one has beaten. You talk about the Andy Ruther curse. The Mike Brown curse was even greater. No one right. had beaten the Mike Brown curse. And, and all my bets that I lost, which was way too many, I said this basically boils down to can Joe Burrow overcome the curse of Mike Brown? And he did. And he didn't only overcome it. He destroyed it. He led his team in three games, came this close in a fourth game, 
Like he's, he is the real deal. I mean, to be in that game when you were lit up like him and hit like him and absolutely destroyed for a half and to be right there all goes to Joe Burrow. And, and, and I've seen some people take shots at him, which is so fucking ridiculous, whether they're real or trolling. Anybody taking a dig at Joe Burrow and his toughness and saying he choked or melted under pressure, that's the most absurd take I've ever heard. Joe Burrow is tough as nails. Right. But I, no, I mean, that, that, that's insane. It's insane to take a shot at Joe Burrow. I mean, I think the thing when, when you're talking about Burrow and his chances of getting back and how they, you know, how they build around him, it's like you certainly love to hear Gronk saying something like that. Right now, the problem is, is it's, it's a, a lot of nice talk about the quarterback you'd like to play with. Then where do you want to play with him? You know, he's like, I'd love to play with Joe Burrow in Miami. But yeah. <laughs> are, 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 are guys going to Cincinnati to play with Joe Burrow? And honestly, that's kind of the thing is, you know, Burrow's window is probably really, I mean, if we look at what's happened with, you know, other quarterbacks who get paid, his window is probably the next couple of years. And then the, the, the other side of the first huge contract he gets where he's still a legit quarterback but he can't command all that money and then you get these guys who want to play with him because joe burrow has this legacy he's an eight-time pro bowler and that and he deserves a chance to win because those that's what tom brady has the guys who want to sign up and play for nothing gronk will come and get the minimum deal you know odell goes to the rams on on nothing because he wants to win there like i don't think you're gonna get and i don't think the the strategy is you're not going to try to go out and get superstar free agents, wide receivers to pair with Joe Burrow. You don't need them. You yeah, got Jamar yeah. Chase. You got T. Higgins. You got these guys like Jamar Chase is your guy forever. Just put complimentary pieces around that. Don't spend there. Spend on your line. Spend on your defense. Let Joe Burrow turn like every great quarterback has. Let him turn guys like T. Higgins, who is obviously a great player, but like let him make him special in the, in the right. second receiver role. And then, you know, down the line, you can get guys, the Gronks and the stuff like that, the, those type of players who want to, oh, some guy who wallowed away wherever that wants to go try to win one in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. So I think that's, right. that's kind of the crazy thing. When you ask a question, it's like, what are his chances? Well, uh, you know, 45% because I feel like it's two years now and two years in eight years. You know what I mean? Well, right. well that makes me feel good about my bet about Burrow winning a title <laughs> with Taylor. Cause I, I, I share your sentiments of like, you got to win now. It's going to be tough. I think versus six, seven, eight years down the line. And you know, I've obviously been critical of Taylor and I, I, I think he made some very questionable bad calls when it mattered in that game. And I know most Bengals fans are talking about it. The final sequence you got to go through it. They have second and one on their last drive. They take a deep shot downfield. Burrow just throws it out of bounds. Now you're to third and one. You run the ball, not with Mixon, with, with P. Ryan. Ryan. And then on fourth down, we all know what happened. But Burrow was amazing just to get out of that sack on fourth down. So, like, dude, dude, I, I'll just say this. I, I think that's a questionable call. Taylor going for it. 
on fourth down to start the game. The Rams end up scoring a touchdown with Odell on that drive. Dude, to me, like those are just colossal errors in too big of a moment. Yeah, that, that, that's just my take. Not that Sean Taylor or Sean McVay uh, is exempt, but I just I just think that series and then that play to me that's like okay, Zach Taylor, you're taking some lumps. The first down running every possession, I was like, I pass pass sometimes, switch it up. When they called the Mixon, when Mixon threw the touchdown pass, that was a great call. That was a great call because that's something we haven't seen all year. We've seen them every single possession, first down, run the ball, first down, run. It was ugh, irritating. What do you think, Brandon, watching the game, being live? I mean, I, I listen, I think that there's absolutely – you know, questionable coaching decisions. I, I, I like to judge a questionable coaching decision based on like, we see it from everybody at this point. I mean, there was a good run there where it seemed like Belichick couldn't make a bad call for a while, but even him, he's got, he's got certainly some on either end of that, like sort of epic genius run. Um, You know, these guys sort of outsmart themselves from time to time, but then also when they work, you, they seem brilliant. It's like, I don't, I am happy to criticize a coach for a terrible call. It seemed like Brandon Staley, it's just like, it was a nonstop. Like it was a spin a wheel every game. And how's he going to, what terrible call is he going to make? Zach Taylor definitely didn't, you know, coach a perfect game. But like you said about McVay, it's like, did he, did he make far more questionable calls than McVay. Like, I, th- I think when you're judging, like, can this, can our coach be the guy? It's a lot like quarterbacks and turnovers. It's like, as long as he's not putting us in a position where we can't win the game, where these call, like Brandon Staley, you know, took the chargers out- away from wins at this point during the year. Um, certainly Zach Taylor didn't have his best coaching performance, but it's like, it wasn't stand out bad. Like, Oh man, they need to fire this coach if they want to figure it out. It, it, to me, it wasn't a Mike McCarthy. It wasn't a, where you're like, bro, you're winning like, like fully in spite of yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it was fully bad. I, I just think, especially to start the game, I, I just think, why are you, both teams don't do anything offensively on their first drive. Second drive, the Bengals you know, drive a little. And it's like, why are you risking that? And, 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 that was what, my, that was my biggest one of the game because I was just like you're at midfield and like this is a slow like Super Bowls always start slow you can go into like you know the, the shorter the game the more it favors the Bengals right yeah like I, I just felt like if that game stays if you could tell Zach Taylor like there's five different options here but the only door that you can see behind is it's nothing nothing at halftime. If I was him, I'd be like, I'll absolutely fucking take that. Sure. Give me the Joe Burrow magic. Give me the Cinderella story. Turn this game in half. Like, I almost feel like if you're a Bengals fan or if you're Joe Burrow or if you're whoever, you're like, give me one possession to win the game. Like, that's like it, all I care about is like that we get an opportunity. And they did. And they did. But to me, it was like that was such a questionable call because I'm like, you don't need to do this right now. Well, the field position, I feel not many people were talking about. The field position was so huge. The Bengals started inside their 25. I don't have the number in front of me so many times, whereas the Rams had great field position. Field position played a huge part in that game. Right. 
Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> By the way, we're, we're going to hang up with Randy and he's not going to move. He's just going to sit in that chair, watch the sun go down for four straight days and nights, like fucking with a cold shit. Miller light. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Randy, I got to some parting words. For you guys. Yeah. I got a question because I'm going to go in on my couch. It's pretty hot out here. And I want to yeah. watch you guys. I want to hear your guys' opinion on this. The Rams championship parade would be the lowest number of fans for a championship parade in NFL history. Good I want to hear you guys. I want to hear you guys' opinion on that. And I'm going to get out of here. Tell your girlfriends I said happy Valentine's Day. We'll, we'll do. <laughs> hey, 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 I, uh, I agree. I don't know if you're leaning towards a terrible turnout, but I also know LA is very fair weather and they also look for a reason not to work. So so I I think with those being said, it'll be all right. But I, but I was saying, dude, it wasn't about the money for me. Funny that like, like you, you bring up girlfriends. I was saying to mine last night, watching this game, I was like, it's not about me losing a thousand dollars. It's about dude. Imagine what I have to go through emotionally with a whole city. Like I went to Kroger yesterday (laughs) before the games, I had to get something every, I mean, obviously every single person in Bengals gear. I was like, if they win the Super Bowl, I I literally dude, dude, I had people on my, my neighbor was still yesterday, two hours before the game. He's like, dude, if they win, you gotta be back on board. Right. I was like, bro, I've already told you. I was like, (laughs) yeah, He's like, well, Mike Brown ruined 30 years. Why are you going to keep letting him ruin? I was like, that's the point. Like, I just can't do it. But yeah, the Bengals would have represented. The city of Cincinnati would have been awesome yeah. for a parade. Yeah. The, 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 the Rams, way less than like a Lakers or Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know. So, All right, fellas. I'm going to jump off here and uh, <laughs> get off Twitter. What? Andy Ruther. But we'll, 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 Eli Apple are staying away from Twitter today. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Randy, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, and, and Joe it's and been I a fun season. Yeah, we really enjoy you bringing you bringing everything, Justin, with your Twitter account on Reddit and on the show. So, so we're really happy for that, and hopefully, we can do this again next season. Oh, we'll see you guys next season. All right, take uh, care, buddy. Hey, you guys. Justin, if you if you need a if you need a basketball one, is there maybe a Jeffrey Jordan or something like that for our since we're LeBron fans? Maybe the ghost of of Michael's, Michael's dad, dad or something like that. There, I like well, it. Well, let's uh let's spitball here uh in the next couple of days. We'll get you a basketball account going. Maybe, maybe let's uh let us uh talk uh, the three of us because uh we all stay at Casa de Randy next Super Bowl right down Ooh. the street. Oh, I like it. I love it. We'll go see the Bengals play again. Love so, it. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you. Take ya. care. See you, buddy. Randy. Now he now he just alluded to it. And we, we haven't discussed him yet. Who's Eli that? Apple. Oh, man. D- dude, Eli. It, it, it doesn't matter where he goes. At some point, he just plays terribly. And Cooper Cup had his number yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, it's the, the Eli Apple attitude, the, the, the um, Twitter you know, that he runs like his Twitter persona, the whole thing. It's funny because Eli Apple is essentially for a cornerback, everything that Odell, like people want to say Odell is, but like in reality, like you see everything that happened the whole week, I saw stories, 
giant former Giants teammates are rooting for Odell. Former Browns teammates who he apparently you know, tore their locker room apart. They're all rooting for Odell. They want to see Odell do it. Eli Apple Twitter last night. I mean, did you see the slideshow of uh, other current NFL players just roasting him? Yeah. Like he is the guy that everybody pretends Odell is. He is hated by his teammates, by his fucking like the, any fan base that roots for him by other guys in the league. And yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? And I was, listen, I, I, I have, Eli Apple started with the giants. And I said, uh, I said that in the box last night, I was drinking a little bit and I, you know, I said, everybody, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of good times flowing in the box. A lot of people said some things, did some things that they maybe shouldn't have done on a Super Bowl Sunday. But at one point I said that I turned to somebody, uh, you know, I would say fairly responsible for Eli Apple. Uh, and I said, well, you know, uh, you win some, you lose some game started. Uh, it looks like we were getting, you know, sort of the history of Odell is, uh, is, is turning, turning on uh, us. I go, but Eli Apple's getting absolutely fucking roasted today and toasted out there. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, but, you know, we still fucking drafted him. And he's like, you know, Joe, it's not all a comedy show. Just make you, you don't, the mic doesn't have to be on the whole time. You go, go have another fucking Miller Light and sit quietly for a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you what, when he bid on that play action, I mean, obviously you're at the game, but they showed it, you know, they did, did a replay in slow-mo. He totally was looking at the run and it wasn't even close. And then obviously we, we know what happened and they score a touchdown, but I, I mean, I mean, look, man, he, he didn't play when he had to or, or play up to, you know, par when he had to. And, and, and to me, that was, you know, one of the mini storylines, but ultimately being a huge storyline of, of the overall theme for a game, it, it was just one hell of a game. So many emotions back and forth especially, you know, with injuries, with questionable calls. And uh, at the end of the day, man, I, I just, I can't reiterate enough. It's hard to win a fucking Super Bowl. Do that thing. And listen, again, I have, this is my first Super Bowl. And being there, it is, it's so much more than a football game, dude. I've been in an NFC championship game. The, the, the pressure, the, the, the stakes, all the things involved, like I said, every aspect outside of the game, you can tell how much it's a different, it's different than a football game. So when it's like, oh, it's hard to win a Super Bowl, that's why I go back to the thing. I know, uh, like, you look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow gets the ball, an opportunity to drive down. Minute and 35 seconds left. He gets the opportunity to drive down and win the game. It is no, like, no failure on Joe Burrow's part that he doesn't get it done. Because with all that going on, it's like it's tough to do it. But that's why, again, you know, I know my guy. I know I spent a lot of time defending my guy here. I go, my guy went out and did that twice. Twice got the ball and was like, go down and win it. And those are, the, those, are those drives. Stafford did it. Montana's done it. Brady's done it so many times. Eli, like the guys who have done it, like those drives, when you talk about game-winning drives in the Super Bowl, it's like it should count for 25 game-winning drives 
Well, I, w- I will say I did think of Eli last night and, and obviously I've had, I've had my moments on this show being critical of him. And I think I've, I've definitely changed my tune definitely from a few years ago, the more I watch football, the more I get older and I would say not more educated for lack of better term. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I thought of that. I was like, dude, it is not easy. You get the ball. Even that I thought for sure. I'll be honest. I thought for sure the Bengals were tying that game. I was like, they're going to tie it. The first, the first pass, uh, you know, they, they get a big gain. And, and, and then, and then you just see how hard it is. And you're like, well, the Rams defense is still dialed in. And it makes you think of those previous quarterbacks and everybody you mentioned. And, and I did start thinking of that. And I'm like, it is so fucking hard. And that's why. That's why I like the story. That's why I like the Joe Montana pointing out fucking John Candy at the two minute warning and shit like that. That shit is psycho stud stuff. That shit is crazy, dude. The the level of things that are going on around there for you to to get in there and lock in and for you know for the John Taylor slant and for the. Manningham on the sideline and all that stuff. That is next level shit. Like Joe Burrow is like nothing to hang his head about, but like you watch it and you go, man, if he goes down here and he gets a field goal, like that is nuts on the table shit. Yeah. Because in, in my head, I don't know if you thought this, I, if that game goes into overtime, the Bengals win. I, I, I just didn't see, an offense, the Rams were just so depleted. And I, I don't know if you, so, so you think about it. I, I, you probably didn't know this. So Tyler Higby is out. I'm sure you knew that, but Tyler Higby's out. He was the number two receiver for them this year, as far as uh, yards or receptions, right? Yeah. So he's out. Odell gets hurt. He's out. The guy, uh, what's his, I forget his name, number 86, but Higby's yeah, the backup tight end. Higby's backup to tight end or to you know back up. Higby's backup goes out. So so at this point, I'm like, wait, they're on their Van numbers. Jefferson's wife. Van Jefferson's wife leaves on a stretcher to give birth. To give birth. Mid, so mid-game. At, at this point, you're like, okay, you're down. Cooper Cup versus everybody, dog. <laughs> Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are like, dude, it, it's me and you, and that's it. Me and you and Eli Apple not knowing how to backpedal. That's, it, 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 it's us for the win. And that's literally what Collinsworth said on the broadcast. On the final drive, he goes, I know they know it's coming to him, and I know he's going to be double teamed, but they just have to feed Cup the ball to make any chance of scoring. And they did. And Eli Apple should just delete his Twitter. All the crazy things he's been saying, especially recently – and he couldn't stop. I love the- everybody just saying they're, they're they're smoking the apple pack now. Like I'm just like, this dude is hated. Absolutely hated. I got to ask about the halftime show. What was that like being live? So, first of all, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like it must have been, um, it must have been way better on tv i mean i saw what was going on on the screens the screen i don't think is like the nbc broadcast you know they're obviously doing their own in-game thing but i'm sure you got the gist of it first of all something i know is a california game and it's basically a see-through roof 
it was like almost too light in there. Like I was like, Oh, they're doing like, we're, I'm watching a rap performance in the daytime. Yeah. You know? So there was that, that was a little bit weird. And then I'm sure you guys saw it. Like the set was essentially built to go like two different directions. Um, so like when they were inside the set, they were facing one way. And when they were like up on the roof of it, they were facing the other way. And I was on the roof side. So I didn't have a look in to like the whole set. Um, and it just seemed stupid to me to even do, I mean, I'm sure it looked awesome on TV, but to me to like essentially have to do one side of the stadium live performance. And then the other side as a live performance, like seemed dumb. Um, but it was awesome. I mean, people were turned for it, obviously West coast, so many West coast rappers, and you know surprise guests whatever they gave us these like lanyards that blinked uh, so like the whole thing was in like color thing it was it was awesome but it was uh it, I, I have a feeling it was better on tv i mean i, I in my memory it was the best halftime show i've ever seen no but but hold on hold on hold on i, I i'm gonna say that because these are the guys I really grew up and loved. So these are like the rappers and guys that I've spent so much of my, you know, youth and adolescence listening to and knowing all the songs. Yeah. I mean, from a star studded factor, you know, it was, it was definitely like a hit factory. Right. And whatever, but I, I would still say off the top of my head, just like, out and out like the per- the whole performance of everything how quality it is from start to finish what you know how close it is to like what you're watching i'm going i'm going fifth all time in my, on my list i'm going in some order above i'm going i know you're gonna prince, say me too prince springsteen u2 tom petty i don't remember those ones to be honest, that well. Any of them? Prince was, you know, not that long ago. And obviously, uh, I'm not the world's biggest Prince fan, but his performance was like bananas. I'm not, I am a very big Springsteen fan, but I know there's also Springsteen stands out there that like take that shit to the next level. I thought his, in terms of just like delivering, like uh, the U2 one that had so much, you know, emotion with everything that was on a 9-11 blah 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 all the you know that whole era of sort of emotional not emo rock but like you know emotional rock and then tom petty i just thought like crushed his performance those are my top five though that's my top five for some reason none of like it's for some reason i just remember all the other ones i remember madonna and like black eyed peas and like lady gaga and Katy Perry. I don't know why I'm not remembering those ones. Yeah, and, and but it seems like you're remembering the ones that were almost like pop culture, or Twitter, Bruno sphere, Mars. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm remembering. I'm remembering like the last seven or eight years. Although that with Prince was in there. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I I, I you know, Fifty Cent was a nice surprise. You know, Fat Fifty Cent. I was like, I, I was mean, like, listen, it, we're, we're all, I'm old, I'm old and fat. So no, 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 I know. No, I am too, dude. It's dude. Trust me. I, I'm yeah. I'm no, 
you know, Adonis over here, but, I, but I had to laugh. I was like, did, where's Eminem? Did he eat Eminem? You know, where's Eminem? Like, is he, is, is 50 cent to fill in w what's going on here? But no, I, I, dude, I thought it was great. And again, I think, I, just, I love how triggered it made the fuck, you know, nothing makes me happier than when conservatives are triggered by like seeing Mary J. Bly's thighs, like, and they're just passing out on the internet. How dare my, my, you know, how dare my little children who have just arrived home from church, missed the first half because they were at church, have to see a black woman's thighs, like the horror, just just conservatives puking on themselves because the world's listening to rap. Like, So, so you know what I did? You know what I did? Go, go fuck yourselves. You, you get these guys jacking off to the idea of Zach Brown band doing a halftime show. I, uh, I wasn't on Twitter really at all during the game. I wasn't either, but I saw it yeah. after the fact. Sure. And it made my experience. I felt, I felt better, but yeah, I mean, overall the game, the halftime show, it was great. I do wonder, do you think, uh, you know, the Bengals obviously lost, but they make Super Bowl champion shirts for both for both. Do you think, I, I assume the NFL is going to use ship station to send all the lost Bengals merchandise. I assume that's how they're going to ship. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to talk to our friends at ship station and see if they can divert one uh, t-shirt to Randy Ruther's house in Arizona on its way to, you know, Nigeria or they are wherever they usually get rid of these. Uh, because yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of world champions Bengals merch that ship station is going to have to send around the world. Yeah. I mean, ship station is already trusted by over 100,000 e-commerce sellers. Guys, it'll keep track of order from sale from keep track of orders for any sales channel and they'll easily find the best shipping carrier with deeply discounted rates, which I'm sure Roger Goodell and the NFL is definitely going to use that. So save time by funneling all your orders into one simple interface. No matter what you're selling, you can manage every order, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website from anywhere, even your phone. No more headaches from dealing with returns and return tracking. ShipStation makes it easy. Save money when you compare carrier options and choose the best shipping solution every time. Ship more and less with ShipStation. Use our offer code DIRTY, that's D-I-R-T-Y, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in DIRTY. Ship station, make ship happen. Did we miss anything, Joe? I feel like we did a good job. Uh, I did feel like we did a good job. Just shout out to all the dirt balls. Uh, we talked a lot of props and a lot of gambling yesterday. A lot of dirt balls hit me up and I uh, wanted some tips. I gave them the tips that uh, the stuff I really love. A lot of Odell props in there. So we didn't get, we didn't hit our, uh, you know, our receptions, we didn't hit our yards, but a couple of the big hitters, Andy, just to get, you know, uh, for, for some people that jumped on board for some people who, uh, wanted to know my bets, we got, the, we got the Rams one to six. I was talking about how long was I talking about this Rams one to six. I got, by the way, you'll love this one, dude. Yesterday or, uh, Saturday afternoon, I'm looking at first reception of the game, just first reception. And I'm like, well, Cooper Cup's like minus one. To, and, you know, like there's all these guys. And I just see Cam Akers at 11-1. And I'm like, check down, 
you know, second down, check down out of the backfield. I get Cam Akers at you 11 to one, first reception of the game. We got Cam Akers. We got Odell first TD, Odell first TD in the win. We got Akers under 64 and a half yards. We got, oh man, I was so close to the Odell first TD, Higgins second TD, parlay box. So close. Uh, you did pretty well. I did pretty well. Made some money. Stanga, our boy Hall from original Hall of Famer Stanga, sent me some money. I sent it back to him today with, uh, you know, more, you know, more than double his investment. I said, no chill sports capital ROI. That was one of the Venmo note I sent back to him. He invested. He was like, I don't know about this game or care about this game, but I'd like some of your bets. How about I send you some money? You send me back whatever we win. Boom. Got it. We were so close to an Aaron Donald MVP. Dude, oh, man. I, I, I mean, look, it, yeah, I was going to say it, it was really close. He did a number yesterday on Burrow, but then that you, you got to give it to cup with two touchdowns. Yeah, we, we got uh, Danny and I got a next episode tip like midway through the first half. It was like, get get to your local sports book now. It first song for sure. Next episode, we have a hot tip. Uh, he's going down in the first. We tried to get Mikey on the phone and get like a thousand dollar bet, and they had taken it off the line already. So just missed out on that. Um, but all in all, uh, I hope any dirt balls who came to me with the investment advice uh, put put the money on the Odell first TD on the Rams win on the Bengals cover on the on on, on some of the Acres props. I hope you guys all made money. Uh, no chill sports capital open for business. Well, and I'm happy. Get your that, investments. Get your investments in before uh, NBA playoffs start, and we go to the zigzag theory, which is always a, a profitable time of year for us. And I'm happy that I didn't make any bets. I mean, I mean, to be truth be told, it came down to the final minute. I called my brother. I was driving back in the route that would be to you know pop over to a uh, casino, and uh, I said, "Dude, you want me to do this? Do we hedge on the Bengals a little or on Burrow?" And I was like, and I said, no, man. I, I said, look, I've, I've already dug my grave. I, I, I said, I've talked so much shit and the Bengals have proven me wrong this year. And Joe Burrow has proven me wrong. I said, we got to just let it ride. And uh, I mean, this it's just too funny. I, I can't say it enough. I literally texted him middle of the game and said, dude, when Odell went down, I go, this is not good. Like right when he went down, the Rams are still winning. I said, this is, this is not good for us. Oh today. man. Look at how, look at how far Andy Ruth is coming. Now Andy Ruth is worried about this, the, the that his team's chances of winning yeah. without Odell. But it was true. <laughs> he, he was that important to that team at that point. And w- w- again, when you have that many injuries and you just cannot run the ball, he was that important. Um, so today, Andy Ruther will be celebrating Super Bowl Monday by taking his boat off of the side of the earth. I knew you'd go back in tweets. I knew you'd do it. I didn't even. I didn't even. Go, I didn't even go back for that one. Looking for that, I went back looking for some other Odell stuff, and then I found you calling me a flat earther. So mad, and I was like, talking about fucking the the Browns fourteen and fifteen record with Odell. Like, hey, Jesus I'm, Christ! Again, I, I I needed that touchdown. I needed those fifty yards. I, I'm happy he played well because I I don't want to be out money, and that's a bet I need to yeah. amend. I mean, I don't know what kind of stupid bet my brother and I made, but it's a stupid bet at this point. It's like, can we 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 should have a timeline, and I think that's fair to the guy we bet, who I know was at the game. 
It's like, give me five. I'm willing to get four more. Years. What the, 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 the bets Burrow and Brown championship together or a thousand dollars. Yeah. Burrow and Taylor. Oh, well, so you have Burrow leaving Taylor or Taylor leaving. I mean, it's over. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a, there's a, you know, max kind of 10 year time limit on that anyway. Right. Yeah. But, but, but let's be honest, Marvin Lewis led the Bengals I mean, they, to the first playoff in 15 years and they kept him for, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Taylor just took the NFL's changed it. D- D- Doug Peterson's been fired within five years of winning a fucking championship. Now he's not the Bengals, but no, no, no one. I can't read that enough. No one is the Bengals. I mean, you, you were at the game when they showed that picture, which I put up on dirty sports when they showed that picture. And I got to Google this. I don't know why every time he's at a game, he's by himself. Does anybody know why Mike Brown, he is not around his family. You know, his family's all in the organization. He's always in the suite by himself. It doesn't matter. Regular season, postseason. Why is he always by himself? It's depressing to be honest. It's, it's sad. Get, does this guy not have any friends? Well, you know who was in my box sitting basically by himself the whole time, just quietly watching the game. And I only talked to him one time and that was uh, famous Greenwich high school quarterback turned super bowl champion turned hall of famer turned ESPN guy, Mr. Steve young uh, was in our box Ooh. and he was, yeah. And he was sitting by himself on a stool at the back of kind of like the seated section. He's really like locked into the game the whole time. And there was a, when it was close to the fourth quarter, I think it was, I think the Bengals were still up. Um, but, you know, it was, it was in the fourth quarter and I just, I didn't sit and talk to him the whole time. I didn't harass him about going to high school in Greenwich. I didn't harass him about, you know, the Niners or anything like that. I just finally went up to him and I said, uh, so who wins this game? And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, with Odell out, I just don't know if they can score. And I was just like, I went over to Danny. I was like, dude, we got Steve Young saying that he's not sure they can do without Odell. I was like, I feel like I feel so justified. I feel so like I, I feel I feel like the whole world came around to Planet Prano finally. Uh, but obviously they got it done. But he was he was he was like, I don't know. I, he's like he goes, I don't know. I don't know who wins this game. He's like, I, I'd have a lot more faith if they had Odell. I was like, wow. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I think everybody thought that. And it, to me, again, that elevates both Cooper cup and Matthew Stafford on another level to do that without him in the game. And a guy who potentially could have had a really good game. I mean, he was on his way. Uh, yeah. And the Bengals fans, you gotta, you gotta have some empathy because this is literally 1989 all over again. I mean, it's not exactly similar. It's not Montana driving 93 yards and scoring with like 30 seconds left, but it's that same gut-wrenching, just long drive that will rip your heart out. And I have some friends who went and I saw some text of just like, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss for words. And, and, I, and I think, and I said this to Justin before the show, and he agreed with me. I, I said, I'd much... 
from an emotional, this is just an emotional standpoint. It'd be easier for me to handle a 20 point loss going to the Super Bowl to watch my team than this, because at least at that loss at halftime, you're like, okay, we had a good run. It was fun. But that game has got to be just the back and forth has got to just take its toll on your, you know, emotions. And I, and I loved it. Obviously I was rooting for the Rams, but they came out after that Odell touchdown. And then when he has that second big game, I was like, mm, is this going to be how it is? And I, and even though I was rooting for them, I'm like, I'm glad we got a good game. What a football game. I know it's the dumbest thing to say because people don't usually get the opportunity. But if you have an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, you should do it. It's pretty fucking insane. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And it's really that's, cool to do it at SoFi. That's great. Yeah, it, it looked like they did a great job. And obviously, that's why Kroenke built that stadium. And it's a state-of-the-art stadium. And it's awesome. And I mean, it's great for the city of LA, to be honest. I mean, it's crazy. In the last 18 months, they have a Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams title in the last 18 months. So yeah, the city of LA has been winning some titles. Joe, here's what I'm going to do. I, I don't want to do any more stuff today. We're going to keep it relatively okay. short. If that's cool. Uh, okay. Although it's still a nice episode, just a Super Bowl recap. We'll go over any of the other stuff. Next episode hotline is 310-359-8365. I want to, I will kind of just want to reiterate that guys, the hotline's open because I mean, especially me being there yesterday, like the sites, the sound so much happening. I even told Andy was watching, Oh, I'm watching the, the game's actually on here in the background right now, like live, like as it, you know, as it ran and you get so much more obviously watching the game on TV than you get there. I've never experienced anything going like going to the Super Bowl, but I will watch this game again right now and probably again another time before we do our next episode if there's anything that we didn't cover or if there's anything maybe uh i noticed like we'll we'll definitely do more super bowl talk but if you have any questions comments concerns or critiques call our hotline and give them to us i'd love to hear what else you guys have to say about this this super bowl what what didn't we talk about or what yeah, did we talk or, about not or enough or popping in the dirty sports reddit that's been nice and it's been good yeah. seeing different opinions on there and, and i agree if there's stuff i missed i actually i i took i got pretty good notes uh last night and had it all down the rundown which i've mostly deleted like as we've gone through it but uh it was a fun game all around and and even as a guy who was kind of like in the middle my emotions were back and forth simply because i didn't want to lose that money uh but at the end of the day you know stafford like i said he made the plays when he had to and the Rams come up big and uh, the Bengals have nothing to be ashamed of though. I mean, they, they played it. No one expected them there. And obviously yeah. I, I'm that person. Number one, no one expected them there. Everyone picked them for the most part to be last in that division. So, I did. That's for sure. you know, they should be proud of themselves and they had a great year. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. You can follow Joe on social at at Joe Prano on everything except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Go to JoePrano.com for shows. I'll be in Chicago, Rosemont, Illinois, and Milwaukee this weekend. So if you are in any of those places, come see me and Eddie Ift. It's going to be a fun time. First time being back in Chicago in a while since the Dirty Sports Dirtball Meetup in Chicago. Uh, next week, San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival for, uh, I don't know, intern Trevor and anybody else that's in the central coast of California. 
And uh, going on into March, shows JoePano.com, April shows uh, in Colorado. And like I said, send me messages, send me whatever, anything uh, you want to know about. We're, we can't wait to tell you. And Andy, uh, I know that it's going to be a little more calm in Cincinnati. Everybody sort of, uh, you know, huddled up with their Bengals lost, taking their gear or putting it away for a couple of weeks. So the roads will be open for you to drive around and enjoy. Uh, I just say, you know, ride the brake a little bit. We don't want you driving off the edge of this flat, flat earth. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going with a joke about me driving into the Ohio river. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll make sure of that. Touche, Mr. Prano. Touche. All right, guys, it's been fun. Thanks for the support. Football's over, but like Joe said, we'll still keep talking about it. If you missed anything, please let us know. You guys have a great week. Happy Valentine's day. And as always stay dirty.